Okay. Yep. That uh, little uh, uh, train engine that you oh, heard that was... was Matt Tebby. Yeah. Oh, hi. Yeah, that was yep. me. I just hit record while you were pup, pup, pupping. Um, that sounded like a little thinking noise, a noise you yeah. make kind of when you're thinking about things. Yeah, yeah my brain's chugging along. Uh-huh. The, uh-huh. And the exhaust, you know, I got to exhale for the exhaust, the brain engine. Yep. Um, well, anyway, uh, it's good to know that the brains are working today. Um, <laughs> the brain engine. to another table chat. Uh, friends, we want to chat uh, just a little bit today about our, um, you know, we the last time we talked about gathering together as a community, uh, we said we're going to go through the end of May. It is the end of May. That's yep. currently what time it is. And uh, so we, we released uh, this letter as well uh, to y'all. So check your email inbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just wanted to have like a little audio companion to the letter as well, just to say um, some of the, maybe the reasoning or the rationale behind yeah. uh, why we're deciding to do what we're, what we're going to do. Um, and so I thought we'd lay that out for folks. All right. Let's lay um, it out. Okay. So maybe the first thing to say is that um, the, 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 initially it felt like we were the metaphor here is that initially it felt like we were in a blizzard and it was like, yep. Oh my gosh, batten down the hatch, hatches, like just get everybody inside, you know, make yep. sure the farm animals are warm. Hide your um, kids, hide your wife. Hide, hide, yeah. Hide. You know, like just, just hunker down, you know, and it, it felt like a very, and I think it was a wise thing to do because the virus was extremely unknown. It still is mm-hmm. quite unknown, mm-hmm. yeah. but like this unknown thing, like we don't know what's wise. And so yeah. it seemed like the wisest thing to do to just say, let's just go online Let's figure this out, you know, that, that kind of thing. Now, as things have progressed, um, it's changed the language. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but the language has changed, for example, from flattening the curve. You remember that? Nobody mm-hmm. talks about flattening the curve anymore. Um, and now we're talking about other things like, well, because uh, the pandemic seems to be behaving in ways that people weren't expecting, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, go figure. It's a, it's a pandemic and it's a novel coronavirus just mm-hmm. means new. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so um, so now we're talking about, you know, is it is it safe to gather until we have a vaccine? And, you know, there's a lot of things we're, we're starting to realize that this isn't just a, a, a blizzard for a few days, but right. that maybe this is winter uh, or maybe this is even an ice age. We don't really know how long this is going to last. And so in addition to the concern that we've had about uh, tran- being a vector for transmission, which just means we don't want to, as a community, make a decision about gathering people together in a way that would foolishly transmit this virus that can be very, very deadly. Right. Yes. So that was our main concern was let's not, let's not do uh, anything to transmit this virus. Now, as time has gone on, we're like, what, three months in? Yeah. Almost uh, like 11 it's weeks, been a maybe? long time. It's been yeah. a long time. Yeah. Um, so as things have drug on, as you'll hear from our previous podcast, like people are depressed we're anxious. Like this is really difficult to, uh, yeah. it's really difficult to work through. And so in, in addition to the concern about transmitting the virus, we also have other concerns that have slowly gained weight yeah. or gained prominence, which is like, what are the mental health ramifications for this long-term sort of isolation? What are the mental health ramifications for doing a lot of meetings on Zoom? You know, like uh, there's a lot of things that we're starting to learn are taking a toll on us, on our mm. community, on our relationships, and on our mental health, <laughs> our spiritual vitality. There's a lot of things that are, um, yeah, taking a toll on us. And so we're, we're finding ourselves needing to, I guess, process that to say there's, mm-hmm. there's lots of different, uh, 
lots of different risks that we're weighing here. Mm. Um, the, yep. the hard part is that the coronavirus risk is the one that's sort of the big question mark. Like we still don't know a lot about it, um, but we're learning. And so, for example, it seems like the, the biggest risk of transmission has to do with aerosol droplets, right? So contact transmission seems to be right. pretty low risk. Sneez, sneezes or... Yeah, sneezes or singing, yeah, or singing or like any environment where people are speaking out loud together. And so that, that, ha that has to go into our decision. And so it's, you know, people have started to, for example, say, hey, outs outdoor gatherings, there seems to be a very low risk there. Indoor gatherings, there's a higher risk. There's a higher risk if everybody's going to be like shouting or singing or like speaking loudly in the same room together. Um, and so all of these things started adding up and I started realizing, oh, shoot, a lot of the things that I miss about gathered worship are the very things that are best at transmitting the virus. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I really miss congregational singing. You've been I talking really about a lot. Yes. And I miss hearing other people like pray with, like pray together. There's something really yeah. beautiful to me about all of us synced up together and we're saying the Nicene Creed or we're praying the Lord's mm -hmm. Prayer or we're singing together and that's beautiful. And so as we think about regathering, that's been one of the things that I've, uh, that I've realized is we have to consider the fact that the very things we miss might be the things, if, even if we do regather, might be the very things we can't do when we regather. Yeah. And so it, it ends up feeling like, uh, you know, is it worth it? You know, so, so anyway, this is, it's, it's difficult. And I, I think uh, the way that we've tried to make this decision, I'll just say this, and then Matt, maybe you can talk a little bit about what we've decided to do. Okay. Okay. Um, we're trying to figure out how to safely uh, regather to responsibly connect with one another. And so one of the factors has been, oh gosh, the, the things we love to do together in worship are the things that transmit the virus. And so hmm. we just have to be conscious of that. We have to pay attention to that. And I think the ditches, I, I find when I'm thinking about an ethical decision um, or even just any decision, I, I find my brain does this a lot. I don't know if there's a word for this, but I think about the ditches. For some reason, it helps me balance tensions and realize, you know, the different. So anyway, the ditches oftentimes feel like ridiculous things. But here's yes. here's in my mind the ditches. Um, so I'm not saying that anybody would would really do this, probably. It's just that if we failed to consider all the factors, we might fall into a ditch. So one ditch would be, you know what? I just can't wait to get back together. And so for who cares about the risk? Let's just trust that God's going to protect us or that it's going to be okay. And we're just going to get together and we're just going to do things as normal, right? We're just going to put a date on the calendar, June 14th, we're going to get back together. And then we're just going to sing as we normally do. And we're just going to hope that the virus goes away. Does that make sense? That's like a ditch. It's like, we're going to ignore the risk and just, you know, hope for the best because, because I don't like dealing with the tension. I'm just going to ignore the risk. Yeah. Um, and I felt that like mentally, I've felt that risk. I've felt that temptation. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we'd ever make that decision, but I've been certain days in my life. I've been there where I've been like, forget it. Like, let's just, you know, let's just have worship. We got to do this, you know? Um, so yeah. that's a ditch. I, and I think the other ditch is to assume that our main job as a church is to prevent the spread of coronavirus. Like, it's our job as a church is to love our neighbors, you know, it's to be the body of Christ, but that's not only preventing the spread of coronavirus. And so I think that another ditch would be to assume that we have to abandon every other value that we have in the, in the service of preventing the spread of the coronavirus. So that ditch yeah. would be, you know what, why are we a church anyway? 
you know, the best thing to do would just be not yeah. to be a church. So let's yeah. just everybody go your own way. It was great while it lasted, but you know, we need to prevent the spread of coronavirus. So we're not going to be a church anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. silly too. Right. Um, so anyway, those are the ditches. And I, I think that's what we're trying to, we're trying to live in the tension of those things of saying, what does it look like for us to love our neighbors? Well, um, and to, you know, do what we can to not spread this virus, mm. but also be the body of Christ together and mm. do the things that we're called to do together yes. um, as the body of Christ. So those are the questions. And that, that I think is what the, the reasoning that led to the decisions we made for June, which are mm. one. What are they, Matt? Do you want to, you want to talk about what we're doing? <laughs> sure. I was trying to hand that off. It was, it was, it was a little awkward. Well, that's okay. We're going to, um, we're just going to begin to offer uh, Eucharist. So one of the things we miss the most, mm. I think um, you and I as priests is the ability to give and receive Eucharist uh, with our yeah. church yes. and other churches in our state are beginning to innovate on how to get Eucharist into the hands, literally of people mm-hmm. right. for Sunday worship. And so the idea would be that you or I, or you and I, would consecrate mm-hmm. Eucharist uh, by the month, and we'd consecrate a host of the host, and uh, then figure out a way to get it safely and um, safely into your hands. So whether that is putting the consecrated bread into bags with names on them, letting them sit for two days to, um, depending upon. Uh, the latest scientific sort of opinion, whether or not the virus can live on surfaces or not, but just to be safe, let it sit for two days. And then you pick it up if you're able to, or maybe we drop it off to your house and then you have Eucharist for a month. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like it would be a lot of work for you and I and other, other Eucharist uh, mules. Mules. <laughs> <laughs> for, one of my favorite that. words right now, Eucharist mules. <laughs> for that week, but it's only once yeah. a month. So that's, that's one way of maybe then, and then on yeah. Sunday, this wouldn't be sort of like your Wednesday afternoon snack <laughs> Eucharist. No, no this don't would do be, that. This would yeah. be Eucharist for, um, yeah, for Sunday, for Sunday. And that way we would, yeah. some of us would maybe still choose to do spiritual Eucharist, but some of us could do actual in yeah. the hand, um, yes. Eucharist. Yeah. And and to be clear, that we'll we'll give some instructions for this as well. But there's there's a way that you wanna you wanna put that aside. It's like uh, consecrated <laughs> just means like set aside as holy, right? It's, it's set aside for God's use, um, set aside for a special use. And so yeah. this is you know yeah. like Matt, like like you said, Matt. It's not it's not for snacking. Obviously, I mean I don't think anybody would do that. But it's no. important to say it's not for like I feel hungry. Um, but it is it is for the special use of partaking in the Eucharist. And that's something that we do as a church. It's not something we do individually as families. We do it as a church. And so that's why it's important to reserve that for Sundays. And mm-hmm. then during the, you know, during the, the ministration of the elements, that part of our liturgy, then anybody who has some on Zoom, we would all do this on Zoom together. Yes. So that that's the idea. And it just that it's pre-consecrated. It's been consecrated ahead of time as holy set apart for this use, which is uh, for the, the meal, the Eucharist yes. meal. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited about this, Matt, um, because th- this is one of my favorite parts about being an Anglican is the high view of the Eucharist that we have. And I think it's going to help. You know, we've done, what did you say, 11, 11 gatherings on Zoom now. And uh, it's just wearing on me a bit. Yes, me and too. I th- and I think 
this will help. It'll feel just a little bit different. We're still going to gather on Zoom uh, for worship for the month of June. But during that, it's just going to feel a little different that, that oh, we like every, people can partake in the elements if you want. And so we're going to, there's a sign-up sheet. There's a link in the email uh, to a, to a sign-up sheet where you can sign up to say, hey, I'd like Eucharist. And then we, I think we're going to have some drop sites. We haven't worked this all out when yeah. we're recording this yet. But right. maybe some drop sites where you can pick stuff up or uh, maybe home deliveries if we have enough mules mm. <laughs> to do the home deliveries. Enough but again, mules. we're going to... You know, there'll, there'll be some protocols, hey, d- just mm-hmm. to be safe, you know, leave this for a couple of days or wipe it down or, you know, that kind of thing. And then, of course, when we consecrate it as well, I want people to be assured we'll, we'll be wearing a face mask uh, to prevent, you know, droplets. And then we'll be, you know, we'll be consecrating it uh, with uh, highly washed and sanitized hands, putting it into baggies with those with those uh, with those hands. And so yeah. it'll be safely. Um, and then, you know, what do they say? The virus dies in a couple of days anyway if it is on a surface and so if you just wait a a few days it should be it should be safe to to partake wait it out yep so that's one thing we're doing yeah the second thing we're doing is um you know as the state continues to open back up some of the guidelines for in-person meetings are opening and so we thought it would be nice to leave to allow people sort of based upon their own uh conscious conscience and recognizance um, I'm not sure what recognizance is other than um, your conscience being utilized. But uh, all I have to say is to do micro gatherings, this could look like of people under 25, right? Under not age 25, but the total number of people gathering in any location being 25 persons or less. Mm-hmm. And, th- and this would obviously be like we are sort of blessing this uh we you know we, we're not going to police this we can't control this you you can mm-hmm. do what you want uh but we are strongly urging and not endorsing any meeting that doesn't have uh masks in place and social distancing mm-hmm. uh but some of you all are are feeling convicted and wanting to do that some of you are doing that already Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this could look like getting together for dinner, or this could look like um, meeting on a Sunday morning and uh, maybe, you know, doing Apple AirPlay TV, to your TV for the worship time and sitting in a room together and being with people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think beginning to just give our blessing to micro gatherings um, yeah. of people in our church as official gatherings at our church. So... Yeah. And that could be, that could be for just for fellowship. Maybe you just want to have a few people over for a fire pit, you know? Um, I think it could also be for, I think there's DNA groups that have been saying, Hey, could we get together? Um, And again, uh, with the, with the protocols in place to say, let's, let's do this safely. Um, But you know, DNA groups typically don't have kids in them. And so that might be an easy uh, gathering to do, you know what I mean? Yes. Table groups might be a little bit more difficult because uh, kids and that kind of thing. Um, I think one more thing to say about that is a, a really good way for us to honor one another and love our neighbor is to be really, really clear about the expectations of these gatherings. Um, we were just talking with somebody um, the other day who, you know, they were trying to open up a little bit and have some people over, 
but um, their the relatives that they had over kept violating these boundaries that they had been trying to set. You know, saying like don't don't come within this many feet. You know, and please you know wear a face mask or please you know there there were a lot of uh, protocols that they wanted people to abide by, and I think we we uh, we re- if we don't if we're not super clear about that, like hey our kids our kids. Uh, can they be involved in this gathering? And if so, what are the expectations? And can we, you know, can we hold each other accountable to those expectations just so everybody's on the same page in terms of comfort level and that kind of thing? Is this going to be outdoors? How many people are coming? What are the expectations that your kids have, you know, Um, because kids want to run up and give you a hug. And so it's like, you know, anyway, so just being, it'll feel weird emotionally to be that explicit about a gathering. Um, but but I think it's important. Yeah. 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 So. To clear, to be very clear about it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're thinking. Um, yeah. By the, by the time you're listening to this, the letter is already out, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think so. <laughs> Obviously, when we're recording it, the letter has not been sent. So we're still working some things out uh, in terms of details. But but yeah, those those three things feel like the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, worship is on Zoom for for the month of June. Um, we'll reconvene at the end of June to see what's happening again. Um, two, uh, we are going to distribute pre-consecrated Eucharist elements. If you're interested mm-hmm. in that, you can sign yeah. up for that. Um, and so for the month of June, there's four Sundays in June. We'll get you enough for each Sunday in June. Uh, and then number three, um, micro gatherings uh, are that we, we give our, like if you see a group of people on zoom uh, gathering, like they're, they're not being bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're just doing a micro gathering um, and that, you know, we understand that people are, um, uh, are needing to do that. Uh, some of those things. So, so those three things, friends um, are the, uh, yeah, the, they're the, they're the way forward, I guess, for us for June. Um, that seems wise and loving to us at this point. Um, we have seen one encouraging thing that I'll mention is as we track the number of cases in Indiana um, specifically Marion County, and we track the deaths from COVID. Um, those seem to be on a downward trend. They've been on a downward trend for about mm-hmm. 30, 30 days, which is encouraging. Um, but I've also heard that, you know, the incubation period may, that may, those 30 days of decline might be the result of the social distancing that we've been putting in place. What it was mid March, I think when, when this all became a big deal. So, mm-hmm. um, so we need to keep tracking that through June to see, will it continue to decline in June? I think 60 days of decline, that would be really encouraging. Um, so, you know, if you're praying, pray for that. Let's pray for an end to this pandemic. Uh, let's pray for wisdom and patience as we endure it. Um, let's pray that we'd be able to connect with the life of God um, and, uh, and with each other in appropriate and safe ways. Uh, while we, while we endure this so that we can, yeah, that we can keep paying attention and participate in the life that God has for us. Amen. 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 All right, friends. See you. We'll, uh, We'll see you next time.